Hello, everybody, and welcome to the We Used to Work Together podcast, a show celebrating the casual conversations we used to have when we worked together. I'm Scott Lesser, one of your hosts, and joining me tonight are a few of my former co-workers. Give us an update on that Poison Ivy, John Mosesman. It's not good, Scott. Back to you. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, man who can run a ski poll on Twitter, be cat. Oh, baby, if you need a poll ran and you want it to have a 100% vote to confirm your bias, I got you. Now, we got to give we got to give the people context. Yeah, and by ahead. people, oh, what I mean oh, is I'm sorry I referred to you as people. Chat. Okay, right, chat. chat. So, here's how I worded it and you guys you guys be uh you guys be the judge so we're trying to figure out do we run one long episode per month or do we do a weekly pod here is how i said it he's doing it again he's doing it again (laughs) it's happening subconsciously it's happening (laughs) because i can't hear it the question is between longer form content or shorter more frequent content okay my B, my B. Okay, here we go. Not when would listening. you like to hear a handwritten letter from your grandma 25 years from now? Or do you enjoy the medium of podcasts on a weekly basis? Or do you like rock and roll? <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. Hold hey, on. Go you guys, you're going to have to break this down for me. Okay, go ahead. When listening to pause, would you rather have a three-hour episode every month or a 30-minute episode every week? That sounds pretty objective, I think. And then the options were give me once a month, G I M M E, or weekly faux show, F O S H O. I thought so they the were cooler, objective. Cooler slang yeah. on the one you want. Okay. I am. Oh, it's for I show, am. baby. Cool kids over here. <laughs> you putting up gimme versus for show and you're asking which one's going to get it? <laughs> I. <laughs> I. Uh, also, I just Brian, realized, we're a bigger, bigger deal out of this than we really think. Just, I also just realized there was way more replies on this post than I realized, and I replied to none of them because I didn't see them. Dang it! I'm replying right live. now. I'll pause the show and get on. You're getting some replies right now. Yeah, you guys carry on. I'm replying to Twitter. Well, I don't know where uh, we're going to go with that. But. Yeah, let me let me steer us back over here. You're joining us. During our third season on Boys to Men, our journeys growing up, uh, and we're stuck. We're stuck hard in a high school phase right here. Just like uh, somebody who didn't really grow up to do much of their life, we're stuck in the high school days. Let's cut that. That's harsh. Um, but <laughs> tonight we're talking more high school. This one's just a smattering. It's a. It's all over the place, but it's mostly just some good stories for your ears. And I guess I can plug. Sir plugs a lot coming at you. I want to see if I can do my best B-Kit. You won't, but you if try. you want to follow us a show, you can find us on Twitter at We Used to Podcast. Email us at fans at we used to work together.com. And wherever you're listening, give us that five star review. Give me that five star review. Is that it? Ooh, give me that five star review for show. <laughs> Show, baby. We did it. I think we got there, chat. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get to the episode. 
The weird thing is, now I'm exactly where I want to be. I got my dream job at Cornell, and I'm still just thinking about my old pals. Only now they're the ones I made here. I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. So if you guys listened to last week's episode already, you probably only heard like 70% of what we said because I was on the ultimate struggle bus. And so to hear Scott come out so rocky and strong, <laughs> it just made me feel bad. good. Strong, but also he, bad. Rocky yeah, and strong. <laughs> I get so to think of Rocky Balboa. <laughs> I think what this so was for me was a setup oh for Jimmo. <laughs> Perfect. Boo doop boop boo doop boop. So for me, and this is this I'm gonna back into it indirectly. I did you ever look back now at high school, college, and think like you know what? Some of those girls were actually into me, and I totally could have could have made something happen there <clears throat> okay well i was one not allowed to date and so that was part of it but two i just totally missed a lot of signs that looking back now i'm like oh yeah that was super obvious wasn't it um so i knew this girl who i i'm not like a dance person when you're this tall it's like it's if you don't have person. the gift of like <laughs> someone who likes to dance ah uh. If you're if you're this tall and you don't have and you're not blessed with innate rhythm and coordination, <laughs> you're in trouble. Capacity, yeah, everything you do is just exaggerated. Wait, wait, wait. pause. Are are you saying tall people? One of the stereotypes you can make is that they can dance, or are you saying mistakes saying that, are amplified by being tall? I'm saying if you can't dance, it is even more awkward and mm-hmm. embarrassing okay, because okay. it's more obvious. I'm with you. Um, it's a so lot I was real. like, not. So now I'm coming back into this. I was not even going to go in junior high. I was not going to go to my junior high prom, but there was this girl that I knew that was like at a different school that was like, hey, we should, like, we should totally go. Would you want to go? Basically asked me to go. And I was like, oh, yeah, she seems cool. She wants to go to prom. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, she wasn't just like, hey, you're a friend. Let's go, which is funny now looking back. But, um, I went to my junior prom and then I was like, oh, uh, this is not very fun. I don't like dancing. So I didn't go to my senior prom. It's a very long way to say yes to junior, <laughs> no. And, well, and so something actually, else junior high. <laughs> I, I skipped a year of high school. And so I skipped my real senior year. And so I was like kind of out of the loop. Have we of about that? That, uh, I don't think I've said that yet. Yeah, apparently you only need to take like three summer classes and you can just skip a whole year of high school because it's redundant yeah, yeah that, that was that was about what did you do with those extra electives and john said i skipped high school okay <laughs> Ooh, wow <laughs> wasn't ready for that that was i mean i again i knew i was heading to trying to head to med school and i was like i got yeah. 12 years ahead of me let's let's get a roll on this <laughs> yeah but let's get it going let's fast track it if we can i have one quick prom note it's a quick story um i think it was junior prom so i went to the flower shop got the corsage and there was an older gentleman and he told me and my buddy Corey, he said take these because it was like days before prom take these home and put them in the ice box and we said okay and we went home and put them in the freezer oh no now what we didn't <laughs> know reasonable. is that reasonable play. is that apparently 
uh, an ice box is what old people called the refrigerator. And they haven't had ice boxes since like the Oregon trail. So like, what do you <laughs> even say an old guy? But so come prom time, the moms are all like, where are the corsages? And we're like, they're in the freezer. Let's go get them. And they're like in the freezer. What is wrong with you? And we were like, is that not where you put them? It's the ice box. So anyways, that's when I learned what an ice box was. And they were kind of ruined. They were very uh, jank looking. I just started dating a girl a couple of weeks before we went to prom and literally the day before prom, we broke up and we essentially just decided, well, it's the day before prom. We're not going to be able to find anyone else. So let's go to prom together. And it was the most awkward evening of my entire life. Um, I just now realized that there were like recently have realized there were signals, which means I felt completely loserville like you did in real time i only now and now i feel worse because i realized that if i wanted i could have had made something happen there even though i wasn't allowed and so now <laughs> i have the regret of feeling like a loser in real time and in past present time mm, I, I'd, I'd rather i'd rather reflect on it with oh i just missed those signals actually ladies did find me interesting then didn't miss on the signals, was waiting for the signals, was keyed in on the signals. <laughs> Only uh, ladies reading those romantic uh, horse novels <laughs> were giving me any vibes. Shout out to Rachel. Well, you could also think that and then realize, oh, wait, I've been friend zoned by every single one of them. Oh, okay. Uh, look, let me get my yearbook and let's see how many times Lilab, love you like a brother, got written as the intro or closing for, hey, attractive, cute girl, will you write my yearbook? Sure. Let me start it out with love you like a brother. Like, you don't have to even put that for me to look at 20 years <laughs> later. It's fine. Just, just write no. Just write you, no in my You could have just said no. Can I get some some F's in the chat for Scott? You got That's it. Twitch thing, Brian. You might have heard it. I got it. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. All right. <laughs> let's keep it moving. Keep it grooving because we spent a long time talking prom. Uh, did you guys have any class projects that you just crushed it on? So when I was in, uh, I guess it was ninth grade year. So it's technically high school, but I consider it kind of junior high. Uh, we had this teacher who every year in biology, you had to do a bug collection. You guys ever do bug collection? Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That was a staple. Uh-huh. <laughs> staple project. This one, for us, this bug collection was like, <clears throat> I don't know, 80% of your grade. Um, <laughs> you had to accurately pin, identify, and label all the bugs in your collection. I'm sorry, bugs is not the proper. Insects, he would very much say. Bug is slang. We're talking about class insecta in the animal kingdom. Why do I know that? Because you had to learn all those things. But this, I mean, this thing was like a year long project. And I think we had probably around 200 various types of insects to get it, to get an A because for every like same thing you got, if you caught like five B's, the first B is its own um, class. So you'd get like 15 points. But then every B after that was like dramatically reduced in points. So you had to catch like a wide variety of things. You had to get a bee, you had to get a beetle, you had to get like a silverfish and a moth and a butterfly and like all these different things. So you were out there bug hunting like a lot. Like it took a lot of time to find all these things. And the thing about this project was my parents did most of it. (laughs) 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 And he was so impressed with this project. 
He, it was like an example. Like he kept it out on the shelf for years to come. John, like, come tell us you like, did this. This is seriously like this was like. Where'd the you catch this monarch? Project. Exactly, and it's like my parents did most of it because it was ridiculous. Like the amount of schoolwork and other stuff we had to do, and then spend these hours upon hours killing these insects, pinning them, printing out labels, labeling them. Yeah, my parents did pretty much all that. I mean, I did help catch them and stuff, but yeah. So your your story like flashed me back to almost that exact same memory. So my dad did a ton of mine. And one of the things that he did was, you know, most kids are using like a shoe box or using like something uh, kind of boring to display yeah. theirs. And my dad is like big time handyman, big time craftsman. And he literally made like a display case, custom oh, yeah. trim, put plexiglass Mahogany. on it, had like yeah. had like a nice felt type. And maybe it wasn't felt, but had like a nice like thing that he you could like pin it on. Uh, but yeah, he parents uh, go all out on that kind of stuff, and it uh, the result is impressive. I will hand it to him. Yeah, he did good, and half the bugs in mine, if I remember right, were like leftovers from my brother. Oh, that's <laughs> not, that's the move. Well, that's he, the thing is, our teacher he would spray them with this chemical that he had like a, oh, a what a jerk. thing that he'd tell <laughs> if they were reused. Oh my gosh! This Dude, guy's like was... trying to prevent counterfeits. <laughs> oh, you want to know the funniest thing? This girl, <clears throat> this girl turned in this collection, and she was she was woke back in two thousand and four, and she said the killing animals was like bad, Ooh. and so she turned in a collection of pipe cleaner bugs. Do you oh, remember that's pipe strong. cleaners? That's a strong flex. She Did... got an F, <laughs> but it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm surprised. You would think he uh he would like show some kind of uh Oh no, this is like prop. a 200 hour plus project and she spent two on it and so she got she oh, got super uh, to me I would have think that would take a long time but Hey John, you didn't spend no... one year so what are you talking about? <laughs> I saw my dad work on it a lot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I definitely had. So we had to build this uh rube goldberg machine for a project it was actually an elementary school but we had to build this like we were studying rube goldberg we had to build a rube goldberg machine and uh it my dad went so off on it that there was no conceivable way when i brought it to school that like all the other kids rube goldberg machines were average and mine had like so the whole thing was like okay build a goldberg machine that um like puts out a candle and so it like this thing had swinging pendulums that would like pop balloons. And like, I mean, it had marbles rolling around doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and I had to set this thing up and my teachers were like, all right, Scott, tell us how you did this. And I had to like, I mean, absolutely soft shoe dance my way through that. Very obvious that, <laughs> hey, I don't know how to build all of this stuff. This is clearly my dad's project, uh, but he crushed it. So shout out to dad. Made a good room Goldberg. Uh, I do so have a couple I, of project stories. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I can't remember. There was like a competition, like a state competition where you had to bring like a trifold and like, Oh yeah. Did dude, something on like the history that for in your history class. Yeah. But there was like a competition <clears throat> we went to. Yeah. And I can't remember. I can't we remember what the competition far. was. Well, I, that, well, there was a name for it, right? Well, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but it, Yes. 
So I, I ended up uh, in that and that was another one of the ones that my dad did. So he, I did it on the model T and he built number one. We didn't use a cardboard trifold thing. He built it. And then number two, he did that same kind of thing. He built like a whole contraption where the model T like moved down it and like interacted <laughs> with it. I didn't do any of that. Like, there's no way <laughs> this kid built this. Yeah, I did. Uh, talk about being woke, John. Um, mine was on women empowerment called "You Come a Long Way, Baby." Uh, and so nice that one crushed. Definitely learned we, the lesson. We there. got to like, <laughs> we got to like the finals, uh, and that's when our teacher like took over and told it like it became like her project, and she was like, "We're changing this. We're changing this. We're changing like all these different things." <laughs> We're like, uh, but that's none of the stuff we did. And then we lost. So I kind of feel like that's her fault. So in that similar vein, uh, but also a little bit different, you want to know something that you guys may not know about me. Did you know that I am actually a state champion in a thing? What? Debate? Real close, John. Real close. If you say academic team, I'm falling out of the chair. No, no, no. So I was in a thing called DECA, which mm. what's it stand for? What is Couldn't it? Yeah. remember. But it, it, it's. <laughs> yeah, I've simple, never heard of that. Exactly. That's what makes us so beautiful. So I, I was in a thing called DECA, which is basically like it's, it's one of those things that it's like bigger on a, on like a national scale, but like no one here really cares about it. No one mm. at my school really cared about it, but it's a marketing class. And mm, I did cool. what, what, what's cool about it is the competition is actually half academics, half like uh, mock scenario that you have to do. So my thing was over business law and ethics. So I had to learn all these like laws and rules and stuff on business laws and ethics. Me and my teammate did. We took a test. And then after the test, you go to a room and in this room, they give you a scenario and you have 30 minutes to come up with like, what would you do in this scenario? And literally, my buddy and I, one state, went to nationals and uh, got killed at nationals because our school <laughs> could care less about this and did not help us at all. Where did you? Where so was that's where your patent law history comes from? Uh, that's where it comes from. <laughs> now, what was your idea too? Like what? Like tell us about. I'm curious I, about. It. So I don't remember the scenario. and almost certainly will be. Well, it's you don't come with an idea. You do have to study up on whatever your topic is. Um, gotcha. But then you you go in front of judges and they're like, hey, someone steals something at work. And it's the, like, what do you do? It's obviously way more complex than that. But then you give like a scenario of how you would handle it using some of your business law and ethics knowledge. But it was cool. Hmm. I'm a state champion and no one knows what it is. Well, let me jump in here with a couple of stories for you guys. Um, so these both involve a friend of the show, Curtis, a.k.a. Space Curtis. Um, so this first class project, we, did you guys ever do the egg drop like in your like engineering class or your algebra class? Yeah, or whatever it would be put in the box. Yeah, essentially you had to be one of my favorites. I don't remember what the, even the constraints were, but here's what we came up with. So and I'll, there's another story about doing projects with Curtis in college. And he always spent like he was on operating on like a different level of like thinking about things where I, I was always like just reading the rules verbatim. And he's like, 
uh, I think we could just do this. And then we've thought about it for five minutes. Now let's go play video games. It's like, that is better. Hey, uh, that's, that's <laughs> my man. <laughs> so our idea was we would use a uh, like big industrial size, like garbage bag balloons. And then the egg would be, so then put balloons in the bag. And then the egg would be in the middle of all these balloons, kind of like taped to a set in the middle. And we drop it. It would just kind of like coast down. Right. Um, so as part of the project though, what you were supposed to like bring the math that like, okay, explain to us like the math that goes into it and like the force and like how come yours works or doesn't work. And we didn't do that. Instead we made a video and what the video was, was us breaking into the high school at nighttime and dropping this off of the, the roof of the high school. Um, and then we showed that video in, in our class. How uh, did that go? So we didn't win. Um, so, but I don't remember really getting in trouble necessarily, but we didn't uh, really complete the goal of having the math part. <laughs> but the kids so, loved it. The kids loved that video. So we did the egg drop thing, but the, we were not allowed to attach. So ours was, it had to be in a box, like a six inch by six inch box. And you couldn't mm. attach anything to the outside. So it had to be only like internal padding or whatever yeah i'm trying to remember what we were even thinking if i wonder if that even just like was a straight up f but (laughs) 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 a big old f bomb but that's always me into another time that we broke into the high school um so we had this we built um it was like at the time the largest like field house in the state whenever i was in high school and so they like had built this like separate field house and it was almost finished and curtis lived near the school and he was like let's go see if we can sneak in there and so we did and just like ran around inside this field house found like cool hard hats and found blueprints and thought we were so cool and then we were leaving and we were leaving there was a cop pulling into the parking lot and Curtis ran and I tripped on a big old thing of rebarb and face planted just laid there. And the cop like pulled up, worked on some paperwork for a bit. Probably. I don't know what he was doing, but I thought for sure he was calling in all the folks to come get me. I, I thought I was <laughs> for sure. And then, <laughs> then he finally drove off and I was like, Oh my gosh. How um, are you getting, are you walking to the high school driving? So he lived like like what's your neighborhood plan? The neighborhood adjoined to it, so it would be like to run into a backyard that connected to the field near it. And what time is this? Uh, nighttime, like pitch black, like probably ten or eleven. Oh, so are you the bad influence, or is Curtis? The Curtis bad is for sure the bad <laughs> influence, and uh, uh, he got me going on my stealing streak. He didn't ever like. So here's the thing: is he was he wasn't necessarily a bad influence. He, okay, he was a, he w- never like peer pressured me. It was never like, here, <laughs> try this drug. And I was like, no, it was more like I saw him steal and I was like, whoa, you just stole something. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty easy. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I can do that. And so <laughs> oh, that wow. was more so what it was, where it was like, it was like Neo in the Matrix, where it was like, there is no spoon. You know what I mean? It's like, there is no <laughs> rules. Like the rules are only there if you believe they're there. And it's like, Oh, so you mean I can, we can just go like, what do you mean? We can go into the field house. It's like, yeah, let's just go. It's like, but we can't do that. It's like, why not? Oh, uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess we will go. So, uh, he more just opened my Let's eyes. Let's go peer pressure, that, Scott. So that one is, maybe that one's a little more peer pressure, <laughs> but the other ones, 
where he was an influence. He wasn't, I just more so was like impressed by his gravitas. And I was like, I kind of want to do that. No, that was, that was me a little bit. My best friend growing up, his name was Kyle. He, he was just like way more and, and it applied to like doing dangerous things and being just wild or whatever. He, he would always do it first. And then I wouldn't allow myself to be shown up. Or I wanted to try to take what he did and one up it a little bit, but had he never done it in the first place, I probably wouldn't have had any interest in trying to right. do the next bigger jump or right. next dumber thing. Can I tell you the PG version of what everything you guys did? Please do, John. <laughs> did you, in Second Life, you visited some place you weren't supposed to. <laughs> so when I was in high school, I was helping volunteer at like a church camp of kids that were like elementary school or whatever. I was like a, I wasn't a counselor cause I wasn't old enough, but I was like a, like a helper person. And one of my favorites, I still think this is the coolest thing ever, but when the fifth graders, that was their last year at camp before they entered sixth grade, which made them part of like uh, middle school. And so it was their last year. And so what they would do every year is the counselors would convince the kids that they were going to sneak out of their rooms on the last night. And so they have all the kids sneak out, but uh, it was planned. And so the like head of the camp and all the counselors would end up busting them like as they're, as they've snuck out and make them feel real terrible and then bring them back. <laughs> and it was like a surprise, like ice cream pizza party. It was like a, we're sending you off to middle school kind of thing. Like, like a prank, but also like we're kind of celebrating it's your last thing. So they're on and, some ups uh, and downs of like, ooh, we're scared. Oh, no, we're busted. Oh, wait, <laughs> we're, we're terrible people. Oh, wait, it's a turned it back. Dude, it was really great because you would see how all the kids would react. Like some kids would just start crying. Some kids would literally <laughs> just bolt. Like they're just gone. That's me. Gone. kids <laughs> people instantly and <laughs> it was it was my favorite part of every camp was like helping organize that charade is so much fun like i said the pg version well i'm not so, sure what our go ahead be cat oh i was just gonna say one of the uh one of the most classic stories from high school uh so i i always tell people i have almost died three times and the other two are legit. Like it is crazy that I survived these events, but this one, the story I'm about to tell is more the precursor and it's not quite as close, but you know, things come in threes better than twos. So I always add this story on, but we used to have these uh, things we called bonding fires. Yeah. Bonding fires where we would go out to one of my buddies. Bonfires. Not bonfires, Scott. Bonding fires. <laughs> uh, but we would go. We would right. go out. You heard right, because uh, <laughs> we would bond together in bondings. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, in bondings. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <I don't>, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> All right. So we we would go out to we would go out to my buddy's lawn or yard he lived on a few acres and we'd bring brush out there and we'd have fires and just hang out by he had a little pond we'd hang out by his pond and stuff um well 
one night, our senior year, we went out there and we wanted to we wanted to have one of these fires. Well, it had been pouring down rain all night long. And we were like, man, like we still want to do this, but we couldn't get the wood started. So we brought gas out there. The other thing you'll learn about Brian is I had literally no fear. I was just like, I'll be the one. I'll be the one to do this. I'll be the one to do the dumb thing first um, or do this dumb thing nobody wants to do. And so uh, what we did is we had this pile of brush and I poured a literal entire gallon of gas on and when i say a pile i mean it was maybe two foot by two foot it was a small pile so a lot of gas per are alarm inch. bells going off at all for you are you like this is probably not enough so i <laughs> so <laughs> I just, i'm just trying thinking, to get a feel for like how much you're anticipating lighting it <laughs> so i'm definitely thinking like this is going to be a big flame but i'm not uh-huh. thinking it's going to go bad small gasoline story to prep up brian's what's probably gonna be an insane story real quick when i was in college we had this fire pit at my place and we would you know people come over we hang around this fire pit at night it was fun uh one day we were having a hard time getting it lit similar situation and i had gasoline and i I was my friends like do you have any gas i was like yeah i do and so he has the gas tank it's already on fire like it's it's lit but we need to like pump it up and I had the forethought to say, you probably should not pour it from the tank onto the fire. And so I got him like a, like a small, like, you know, the, like the cup that would be at like a, a punch bowl for a wedding, like the, like a the Dixie cup. Dixie, yeah, kind of like a Dixie. And I was like, pour a little bit in there and then pour it on the fire. And if you've never, this, if for anyone listening, do not put gasoline on fire of any amount. But if these, like an inch, or a half inch of gasoline in this little cup on a lit. I mean, it was a, it was like a column of fire that mm. erupted out of this fire pit. Huge. Well, now I'm, now like I'm six excited for a big story. <laughs> like six to 10 feet, a column of fire with a little bit of gas. So now I'm scared for BK. Back to you. One gallon. Well, so I was going to say, I, I, one uh, gallon is an insane amount of gas. That's kids, don't, don't That's not bomb. do it until you first hear Brian's. <laughs> So, so literally take what John did and multiply it by dozens. So that's how much gas is on there. So we are, we're kind of, I'm the one who pours it on also just a side kind of funny thing for this. So we would always go out there and like just shorts only. So I have shorts only, no shirt, no socks, no shoes. Oh no. Like we're just out here by the fire. So I go out there, we're talking about it. We're like, who's going to be the one to light this thing. And I'm like, well, I can do it. It's not a big deal. And I'm Have you used gasoline on fire before? Or is this the first? Oh, 100. I know that it's going to be a big flame. I don't know what ends up happening is about to happen. So I go up to this thing. I am literally not joking. I flick. It's a hand lighter. I flick it. The flame does not oh, come no. out. On wait, the, the flame. You're trying. You're you're not flicking it like a like into the fire. You're lighting it next to I'm, it. I'm next to it, Scott. I'm uh, next to it. Oh boy. When we talk about John had the forethought to use a Dixie cup, you're on the other end of that (laughs) spectrum. Brian had the forethought to put a click lighter in there. So I literally, I literally flick it and I am not exaggerating. You know how there's little sparks that come off of the, the like flick when you flick it, that's like supposed to help start the flame. Yeah. Those ignite the fly fire. And (laughs) I am 
So one of my buddies, you wake uh, <laughs> one of my buddies had the forethought, <laughs> uh, dude, I should record this. So we, for a long time, uh, had all this on video. I wonder if I can, if oh, he no. still has it. Yeah, you got to find my, that. My truck is about, full, I don't know, six feet, maybe 10 feet from the fire. When this thing ignites, it is three times taller than my truck. It is, it is. 15 20 feet in the air and it literally looks like if you've seen like a fire in a t- wind tunnel or whatever it's like a vortex oh spiraling fire oh keep in mind i'm in that vortex <laughs> the tempest so this, so this thing does it knock I, you back so I, it doesn't like explode. Well, I mean, it does explode, but it doesn't like explode with a force that knocks me back. Right. But it, it, it ignites so. Anything. Yeah, it, it it ignites so fast. It like freaks me out. I start running backwards. This is no joke. The fumes from the fire come with me. Like, oh yeah, because you, you created a draft basically by so I'm out of there. pulling fire with me. Fire <laughs> is chasing me. Reminder. It was raining. I slip on the ground. Oh, I no. am. You're I am. I am laying down in the ground, and there is. Did that save fire. you? Uh, I don't know what saved me, but <laughs> is, being, is being on the ground the Lord good in this scenario? <laughs> like, does it let so, it pass over you, or? Well, the fumes receded fairly quick. Like, so I pull them back. I slip. I look down, I'm freaking out, like hair all over my body is singed. I burn my leg, like for real burn my leg. I jump in the pond. I like, like, you know, just I'm like wiping my whole body just like in shock because I have burned off so much hair on my body. I come back and guys, so there's probably been 45 seconds to a minute pass and this flame is still 15 feet in the air. And we're just like, (laughs) holy crap. It's never going to end. And we're starting like there's enough time has passed where we're like, this flame is still going. Well, finally, finally, it starts to chill out and we go up to it and there is like, you know, lawn chairs around it. Every lawn chair is melted. Like you can like touch them and the plastic is just melted. Dude, it was uh, and I have (laughs) so I wasn't I burnt my leg pretty good. But other than like. I don't know, second degree burns, maybe other than some burns on my leg, like, and literally just singed hair everywhere. I was pretty fine, but it was, Oh, it was so sketchy. It was so sketchy. And I can't believe I survived it. So how close were you when you started to flick to light? I mean, you're close enough to, I was on lighter to it, right? Yeah. I mean, I was on the flame. It was a foot in front of me, maybe, you know, the extent of my arm. Oh man. When when did you rein in your craziness? Not until I like after college, probably. In college, I started to like be less dangerous, I guess. But I was still making really dumb choices. And then yeah, once I got once I met a girl, I was like, hey, I kind of want to be normal. <laughs> Live to build a relationship. Uh, okay, I'm reading this bullet point verbatim and letting it just let's see where the chips fall. John gets a disease from a girl. Seriously. <laughs> for Sears. <clears throat> so at your school, were you allowed off campus for lunch? Oh, yeah. I actually was not. 
And what, what probably years for were allowed good, off. Good for you, Brian, because you would have had another story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think driving, you had to be junior and up, I think, to go. I think that's similar for me. Um, so that was like a big deal at our high school is like the cool kids left for lunch because one, they're cool because they had a car and two, they were going to get like non-cafeteria food. So they were cool. And yeah, Brian, it's probably a good thing because I drove some sketchy, sketchy driving because there's only like maybe I think we had like 30 minutes for lunch or something. And it was like you had to go fast. I was going to ask if you only had like, I mean, legit, like 30 minutes short. You've got it was short both ways. Yeah, it was quick. By the school, there was there was like there was Sonic, Brahms, Takamayo, shout out to my favorite, and Subway. Uh-oh, that was you're like, gonna get Brian all riled up, the bueno boy. I know that's a trigger. But there, so there <laughs> were like three or four restaurants that were very, you know, within a couple minutes drive of the school. And so, what people would do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's getting ridiculous. Don't worry, Chad. Brian is taking his shirt off. Mania. Getting, getting toasty in the closet. Let me get a oh, screenshot. So getting a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so people would leave for lunch, and you were definitely a cool kid. And so I remember how my parents deftly uh, deferred me from getting my driver's. That was alliteration right there. Definitely deferred driver's yeah, license. Yeah, what was this? They That's... kept me from getting my driver's license for a while. So I was not able to leave school, and my mom was definitely not letting me ride with some other people off campus because they mm-hmm. crazy and i get that mm-hmm. so good looking out mom um but what would happen is they would bring stuff back sometimes and growing up i was a nerd i was a fatty i loved food did not exercise <laughs> i played band i played video games and so people come back most of Sonic. that is me now <laughs> are Game you food, don't exercise the <laughs> dream the dream you mean one day, one of these girls in our friend group brought back an Oreo Blast from Sonic. Mm, I'm about to go get and one she of was like, right now. <laughs> They're good. And she was like, do you want some? And I was like, heck yeah, I want some. And so I take a couple bites. A friend of mine takes a couple bites. And she's like, oh, by the way, I have mono. And we're like, what? She's like, uh-huh. oh, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just messing with you guys. Two weeks later, guess who has mono for six weeks? Oh, goodness. Whoa. So wait, did she... What happened there? Did she have it so and, she, then, and then she, panic when she you guys reacted? She had mono, and then I ate after her and got it. And, so she uh, panic lied. Like, oh, She no. was like, uh-oh. That no, one, no one thought that was funny, so let me back away. I don't, I don't know what happened, but I 100% thought she was joking. And that... So that was probably some of the sickest i've ever been so me at six seven i weighed 175 pounds at one point that's like eyes are starting to look bulgy like real real thin i mean it it i I don't know if i thought you were staying the other way around like can you believe i weighed that much and i was like "Mm, it didn't seem like that much no that's like (laughs) that's real real thin for somebody that height that's skin and bones and it i looked really bad i mean i was sick for like did you stay home from that. school for that whole time? I don't think so. Cause it took him a, a while to figure it out. Cause my mom, she's just like, eventually she's like, John is like really tired, like very lethargic. 
He's going to sleep. He's sleeping all the time. Like something is up. And then I got tested or something. And they're like, yeah, you have mono. Yeah, that that. so I had mono as well. And I stayed home for probably like two weeks. But I had it for even longer. And I, dude, it happened. Luckily, it happened for me like kind of in the winter. So it was, I had given up wrestling at this point. Uh, But yeah, I remember like, even after I got over it or whatever, like there's still some time yeah. after where you're like, just trying to feel normal again. It's rough. Real, and I mean, I remember my story. We'll go ahead. bones and jo- my joints and bones ached so bad. It was very painful. I got it in college during finals, but oh, no. didn't oh. know and just pushed through. And I also had a thing called a peritonsillar abscess. So one of my tonsils had this huge abscess in it where I couldn't swallow. So I wasn't able. So also I wasn't like eating and even like drinking was super painful. But I don't know about you guys, but college was very stressful, especially when it came to finals time. And so I just like pushed through, bombed all my finals, actually ended up like doing some damage to the old GPA tried to email one of my a couple of like the classes that I did the worst in my professor and trying to give him the old sob story of oh I got mono and this thing didn't get any love had to retake the class first day I'm sitting front row and he brings he doesn't know that I'm in there and he is like making fun of like using me as a cautionary tale of like oh no have to work hard in this class I had a student last semester that bombed on the final and he wrote an email about woo Ooh, I am mono. <laughs> Do you know what? That didn't work for him. And he still got it. And I was like, yeah, that's me. I'm right here in the front row. I didn't tell him, but I just was like, golly, I felt just like an idiot. Like he didn't, he like loved that email. He thought it was hilarious. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, that's my mono story. All right. It's my turn to throw out some r- r- random high school things. So did any of you ever like house or have or befriend a foreign exchange student? (laughs) Uh, I only have one quick foreign exchange student story, but go ahead, John. I was was just saying, I don't think we have, I don't think we had any foreign exchange students at our our high school. It's fine because you know I ask questions just to set myself up. But Scott, go ahead before I do. Okay. No, this is real quick. The one so we did have multiples throughout the years, but uh, there was one that played. He was from Germany, and we were like super excited for him to play on the soccer team. And he was very unathletic, super lazy, whined the whole time. Oh, would no. never. He never, ever, ever would run. So like we would always have to run at the end of practice and stuff, and he just like wouldn't do it, moan the whole time. And finally, our coach kicked him off the team. And he ran all the way back to the school. We're like, Nico, you ran for the first time when you got kicked off the team. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's a, my memory of a foreign exchange student. So mine, mine isn't that great of story necessarily, but it was just something that was a pretty big highlight of my senior year. So our senior year, we did what was called a cultural exchange. And so they take 10 students, five girls, five guys. And they do an exchange with uh, a family in China. And so you get paired with the family in China and you go stay with them 
uh, for two weeks. And then the family you stay with has a kid or a student that comes and then stays with you for five weeks the next year. It's like a, it's like a TFC reality semester. show. Kinda, kinda. Um, but yeah, I spent a month in China my senior year, went to like all the big um, touristy spots to, uh, you know, to see the Terracotta Warriors, to see the Great Wall. I mean, Sick. Did, did all, literally, we spent two weeks just going all over China, seeing all the big landmarks, and then we spent two weeks at the school. But it was pretty cool. It was a super cool experience. Did you speak I have, or need to speak like Mandarin or anything? So we had to learn some Mandarin. Um, and so I knew like their national anthem. I knew hmm. like how to do some counting. That's and how some, you like, blend real... in. I'm like, are you American? And then they'll sing the national anthem. I'm like, yeah, they're from here. <laughs> <laughs> I knew some like real root to min- rudimentary stuff. But like the students who came here, this is also classic, like how America preps for something compared to how China preps for something. But like the Chinese students, uh, they all like not everyone in their class could speak English. But for if you were wanted to be a part of the program from their side, you had to speak English. So all the students that I we were with here. spoke English. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you go there and little, you know the national anthem. And I know the national anthem. And so I applicable. <laughs> so one thing that was that was uh, kind of funny from that trip that I had forgotten about until this moment was I told you I'm I was athletic I was like you know middle tier athletic better than average but not the best well when we got there w- one of the things they did is they had like their school wide Olympics you know where they do like the high jump and they do it's like track and field style events so. They want me to compete in a bunch of these events. So I get absolutely demolished in hurdles. Cannot do hurdles. <laughs> but having never trained in my entire life, I won the 100 meter dash and I won <laughs> the high jump. And for a little more context, the school we stayed at was like the arts and science school. So like it was not the like athletes school. So it was just a bunch of like very smart, very studious kids. And this American just comes in and is like, Hey, let me blow a hammy real quick. (laughs) (laughs) And I did. And then I got home and I was the worst athlete. (laughs) But you were a hero. (laughs) I was a hero there. Came back a gold medalist. Let's kids for years talk about that white boy that just came in and blew them away. <laughs> he could jump. <laughs> he could count to the 100 yard dash. I probably actually, I'll try to find them. My dad sent me a huge tub of stuff from that trip, and I would almost guarantee the medals I won are in that tub. I'll look for them and see if I can post them on Twitter. That would be sick. Uh, okay, well, Brian. I know that you uh, have hit your groove, and so you're on the upswing of stories. Meanwhile, <laughs> our wives are saying, we're an hour in. you guys are three hours into podcasting. You can't still be going. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to wrap us up. Uh, as usual, you know where to find us at We Used to Work Together. Oh, nope. Psych! At We Used to Podcast on Twitter. Fans at We Used to Work Together via email. And wherever you listen to this, drop that five-star review, like, and subscribe, share, tell your friends.
See ya. Bye. Adios.